Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast and happy 2024. Wow, I can't believe that we are at the beginning of a new year. For the first 10 episodes in 2024, we are going to take a look back at the top 10 episodes of 2023. These were high value, high impact episodes that I really felt needed to be replayed and reshared. So sit back and enjoy this top 10 episode. You are an entrepreneur, a professional, a speaker, or a coach. And although you've come a long way, it's time for you to take it to the next level. We've got you. This is the Author to Authority Podcast. We'll help you use authority and influencer marketing to build your business stronger and faster by publishing a book. You'll hear from guests that are thought leaders in sales, marketing, networking, communication, social media, promotion, and business leadership. Let's do it. This is the Author to Authority Podcast. And now your host, the extraordinary word ninja, Kim Thompson Pender. Welcome to the Author to Authority Podcast. And if you have ever wondered if you can use YouTube to not only build credibility, but build your business, then you do not want to miss today's episode. I am so excited to have Andrew Murdoch with us. He's the founder of YT Era, a full-service YouTube marketing solution for businesses and entrepreneurs. Now, after reaching a low point in 2018 and discovering the transformative power of YouTube content... He hit rock bottom, but he turned to YouTube videos for self-improvement and found success in boosting his mindset, finances, and health. Today, YT Era amplifies the world's biggest solutions by changing the way businesses and entrepreneurs do marketing. Andrew helps entrepreneurs successfully clone themselves to explode their awareness, credibility, authority, reach, influence, and sales by always putting their viewer first. Welcome to the show, Andrew. Thanks so much, Kim. Thanks for having me. I'm excited for today's conversation. You and I had a pre-conversation a while ago, and then scheduling got mixed up and time zones got mixed up, and we are finally here today we to made have it. this We're conversation. <laughs> so, Andrew, why don't you take a couple of quick minutes, just introduce yourself, and share a bit of your business story with us. Yeah, sure, of course. So... You hit all the, the main points, but uh, one of the reasons why people keep inviting me onto their podcast is probably this specific reason, because I think everyone can relate to this. So in 2018, like you said, I was at rock bottom. I was absolutely convinced I was the world's biggest loser. I was. I had just ended a marriage. I was sleeping on an air mattress. I had tons and tons of debt, both mine and my ex's. I, I absolutely convinced that, you know, I was just miserable, absolutely miserable. And, and maybe it sounds a little cliche for me to say this, but just because it's cliche, it doesn't make it any less true at the end of the day, right? I, I discovered YouTube in a new light. I really did. I became obsessed. And here I am five years later, completely transformed, entrepreneur. I got 10 full-time employees, two part-time employees, traveling the world as a digital nomad. And, all, and when I really look back, I can point to specific YouTube channels. And in some cases, I can point to specific videos that completely yeah. changed my life. 
it's it sounds cliche, but it's true. I think we all have those moments. For me, it's not been YouTube videos, but for books. There have been books. Obviously, as a publisher, I love to read, but there have been books that have completely changed the way I saw the world. You know, um, when I started reading like the Go-Giver series with Bob Berg and, 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 oh, some of the others, 12 Pillars, those books like radically changed my life and my business. So I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. And just to build off of that, even though I'm a YouTube person, I'm a huge book lover myself as well. I don't want to give you the wrong impression. However, because of my lifestyle as a digital nomad and traveling around the globe, paper is heavy. Yes. <laughs> so I, I, make a like. point, I make a point of never having physical books. And sometimes people give me books as gifts and I'm like, great, thank you. And I read it as quickly as I possibly can. And then either I give it away or I ship back to my mom in Canada because <laughs> I just don't want to carry books. So I'm a big fan of eBooks and audiobooks, And I'm big fan, big fan. I do lean towards video content, specifically YouTube, but I'm still a big lover of books as well. So I'm a Canadian. So where does your mom live in Canada? She's in Belleville, Ontario. I don't know. If I you know Belleville. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little hole in the wall place. No, but most people don't know where Belleville is. Yeah, BC, I lived in Ontario all my life. I know where Belleville is. I've been to Belleville. Yeah, I'm sorry. There's not much there. <laughs> True, but it's still a lovely little place. Actually, it's a tourist town. Is it really? Okay. Well, well because it's part of that Eastern Ontario block, and it's got some touristy things to it yeah. that you can do. And I think Belleville is one of those places where they might have had some like military forts and different things. So, Well, they... You do have a villa, an active military base right now uh, in uh, it's the tiny community right beside Belleville. But anyways, now we're going down another rabbit hole. But yeah, they, they do have a military base there. And it's like a like they used to have a John Deere plant back in the day. So it was a factory town. And now it's more of like a retirement community, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. OK. The moment you have been all been waiting for how to use YouTube. Andrew, I'm going to let you loose. And I know you're going to talk about a lot of things, and I'll probably interrupt you because I'm going to want to know things about my YouTube channel as well. So I'll let you loose for a while. Yeah. So yeah, let me dive right in. Listen, building YouTube YouTube channel to support your business is easily the most underutilized marketing strategy in my humble view, simply because, well, geez, there's, I could talk for an hour on this alone, but I'll give you the Coles Notes version. The, this is indisputable. The number one content consumed today is video. It yeah. used to be text, then it became images, and now it's video. It's been video for years, and it's likely to continue to be video for years until AR or VR disrupts that. But let's be honest, AR and VR is built off of the foundation of video marketing, right? So if you're in business and you're planning on being in business for the next five, 10 years plus, and you're not currently leveraging video marketing in some capacity, I'm sorry to be the barrier of bad news, but 2017 is calling and they want their marketing strategy back, okay? You will not you will not be in business much longer if you are not incorporating video marketing uh, to the fullest extent because I guarantee you your competitors are. And yeah. now why why do a lot of people convince themselves that they can't do video marketing or YouTube channels? Well, 
in my humble, and I've been doing this a long time, I've participated and contributed in execution and strategy in dozens and dozens of YouTube channels over the years. The number one hurdle that people are, are need to overcome, fear. It's fear. Because yeah. everybody, everybody has a smartphone in their pocket. You have a film studio in your pocket. You do not have an excuse. I'm sorry. Everybody has a, a fantastic camera and mic in their pocket. So or a, fear, or a webcam on the computer. That too. So the fear comes into that the fact that they don't want to put themselves out there. They don't they don't want to be ridiculed. Oh, it's easier to send out a tweet, Andrew. Exactly. It is easier to send out a tweet which is why the lifespan of a tweet is 18 seconds. The lifespan yeah. of a Facebook post is about two minutes. The lifespan of a LinkedIn post is about three and a half minutes. What's the average lifespan of a YouTube video? 22 days because you have less competitors. There's less people willing to put themselves out there. There's less people willing to set up the camera and the lights and the mic and do all of that stuff. There's less people willing to, to, to go to that length right? There are more people willing to send out a, a tweet or a text of some kind because it's easier because there's grammar check and spell check. They're, they're not going to make mistakes, you know, whereas, and I mean, come on, if you make mistakes on camera, you can edit that out. If you have an editor, you can learn some basic editing yourself and you can tweak the content so that before you hit the publish button, it looks the exact way that you want it, you want it to look, right? So now let's actually dive into some, some meat. Let's sink our teeth into something really valuable. Once you've overcome that fear and actually just take action because honestly, the best way to deal with fear is just do it. Feel the fear and do it anyways is the old saying, right? Yep. So the, yep. more, the more you practice, the more you do this. You have a YouTube channel. You've made hundreds of videos. I'm sure you're a lot more comfortable with the process now than you were in the first 10 videos. Would you, would you agree? Disagree? What do you think about that? Well, let's just put it this way. Most of the videos are from the podcast. And yep. my first few podcasts were not that stunning. Okay. My first few interviews and were not that great. <laughs> And that's what you want. You want to be able to look back and see how far you've come, see how much more comfortable you are interviewing your guests, see how much better your intros and your outros are. You want to look back and say, wow, I was bad. <laughs> that's the point. I love it. I love that's it. the point. You have to start somewhere. Done is better than True. perfect. There is no yes. such thing as a perfect video. There's no such thing as a perfect video, but you got to go. You got to start somewhere. Okay, now. Enough with the teasing. Let's dive right in. How to dominate on YouTube. It is essentially a three-step process. It's not complicated. It's not confusing. It's also not easy. So yes. for you for you watching this video right now or for you listening to this podcast right now, this is where you want to take some notes. But I want to let you know this isn't easy. If it was easy, yeah. every business would have a successful YouTube channel. It's a simple three-step process. Step number one. Get the click. How are we going to get the click? It's very simple. Three things. Topic, title, thumbnail. I don't care if you have the world's best thumbnail and title. If you pick a boring topic that no one's interested in, you got to pick a topic that people are interested in. Andrew, how am I going to pick a topic that people are interested in? You're a business owner. You're an entrepreneur. You probably have a list of FAQs that people keep asking you over and over again. If they're asking you these questions, chances are they're going into YouTube and they're typing in a search query in the search bar, the exact same question. Make videos on those FAQs. Yeah. Pretty simple, Or they're right? typing yeah. it into Google, which is going to lead them to YouTube. Typing into Google and YouTube, you'll, you'll have the auto, the auto menu bar that shows up. 
and you can see what people are searching for. This isn't. This is absolutely free. You can go to Google Trends. You can do search for uh, search terms and keywords in Google Trends to figure out if you're making a, a video on a topic that people are searching more for, or is it flat, or is it decaying, is it dying off? You know, there's all kinds of little tricks that you can spend. Invest a little bit of prep time before hitting the record button. Because let's be honest, your time it's it's valuable. There's there's, there's only so much time going around. Everybody only has 24 hours in a day. So if you're going to hit the record button and go through the trouble of making a video, filming a video, up editing the video, uploading the video, then at least pick a topic that people are interested in, right? So that's topic. The next thing you need to think about, thumbnail. You need to design a thumbnail that is enticing. It's got to be compelling. It's got to create some curiosity because, listen, I am not exaggerating when I say this. There are YouTubers out there today that will spend more time, money, and resources designing the thumbnail than the entire video. They will yeah. spend weeks. They will spend weeks obsessing over the thumbnail and the title and figuring out what would we click on. And after they finally find the thumbnail and title combo, the, the, the power twins, as we like to call them, once they find that, that, ah, this is it, then they go hit the record button. What do you think most entrepreneurs and business owners do? They hit the record button. They go to upload it to YouTube and go, I need a thumbnail. I need a title. And then they just do a half-assed job. And then they wonder why no one's clicking on their videos. Well, you got you to gotta give it some packaging. We got to package the content because, again, barrier bad news here. I know Andrew's all bad news today. Uh, human beings, we are very vain creatures. We like pretty yeah. things. Sorry. <laughs> it's human nature. It's it's human psychology. It's human behavior. If I spent $50,000 on a nice watch, and for those of you watching the video, you can tell I'm not into the bling bling, but if I spent $50,000 on a really nice watch, that watch better come in a really nice box. Yes. It yeah. It just, it just better, right? Because it- garbage in, garbage out. If, some, if someone sees, sorry for the language, but if someone sees a shit thumbnail, they're going to immediately assume it's a shit video. And what's more valuable than someone's time and attention? Nothing. The answer to that is nothing. They're not going to click because they're going to assume that this video is a waste of their time because look at this terrible thumbnail, right? And what did I, I said it was the power twins. So the thumbnail is what grabs someone's attention first. Everything I'm about to describe to you happens in less than a second. You do it. I do it. We all do it. The first thing that happens in a person's brain is go, wow, look at that thumbnail. In a split second, in a fraction of a second, they read the title. And they decide, is this relevant to me? So if the thumbnail was attention grabbing, yes. If the title is relevant to them, yes. There's one more thing that happens before they click. You, me, we all do this. We glance to the bottom right corner and we look at the time code. And we think, do I have eight minutes right now? Do I have 32 minutes right now? And if the answer to that is yes, if you have three yeses in the brain of the user, then they finally clicked. So you see there's a lot that goes inside your brain before someone actually clicks on your video. Topic, title, thumbnail. If you don't address those three Ts, you are not getting the click. And then there's no point in making the video. There's no point in hit the record button. Okay, any questions on that, Kim, before we move on to step two? Well, you know, the only thought I had, and we all hate this word, but so true. Your titles have to be clickbait. They have to be so attention grabbing that, you know, it's got to just really pack a punch. One quick question for you, though, because I do use a couple of tools to help me. I use a headline analyzer and I also use TubeBuddy. 
So are those the types of things you would recommend, especially like if you have a base idea of what you want to talk about and you use those tools to enhance them? So I have to give a very nuanced answer to this because my uh, opinion is that people overvalue those tools Mm -hmm. and just blindly trust them without doing the homework on who their viewer avatar is and what actually is a winning, winning combination between a thumbnail and a title can't undervalue this enough. So my, my mentor that I'm very, very lucky to say that I am in his inner circle. He's the goat of YouTube marketing. His name, his name is Daryl Eves. Okay. He co-owns vid, co-owns vid summit with Mr. Beast and Sean Doris. In fact, I'm going to be seeing Daryl in October in Dallas at vid summit. Anyways, he has a book called the YouTube formula. Mm -hmm. I recommend you read that book. You tear it apart. Then you use those tools and now you're using those tools from a power position. You're using those tools as an educated, informed person understanding because some there's too many people out there that just blindly trust these these AI tools without putting any common sense. And then again, they wonder why they're not getting the clicks. Yeah, I completely agree. Like I think you have to you have to put in the the pre-work. Like I usually spend I'll usually spend like a fair amount of time working on headlines ahead ahead of time. And then I put them into those tools to enhance. I'm very numbers oriented. So like when I see 60 on a score, it's like, okay, I've got to do something. I've got to get that score up at least to an A. I've got to get it up to an 80. Yeah, I hear you. There's, there is, there's so many ways to optimize videos. And sometimes, sometimes I, very concerned that sometimes people focus on the things that move the needle a tiny bit amount I end up like pushing those people and saying, forget that stuff. Focus on the things that are going to move the needle this much, a whole lot True. more because the, the topic title thumbnail, that's what's going to get you a click. Don't worry about, you know, what colors am I using? I don't care what colors you're using. There is a lot of, uh, there is a lot of strategy behind color theory but there are there are other things that you can focus on that makes the thumbnail a lot more clickable. Meaning, like I'll give you a, a quick rule of thumb before we move on to step two because we got two more steps we got to uh, f- complete here. So make sure if you listen this far much in the episode, you don't want to leave now because the next two and I would argue the third step is actually the most valuable. But before we leave step one, here's a really quick rule of thumb: if the thumbnail is a negative, uh, worst mistakes ever with like a really sad face or something. If the thumbnail is a negative, that does a really good job of grabbing someone's attention because the human mind is always on the lookout for danger. That's what our species evolved for. If you're using a negative themed thumbnail, make the title a positive. Best top top secrets for blah, blah, blah. You know, negative thumbnail, positive title. It creates tension. When you create tension and curiosity, you're much more likely to get the click. Okay. So that's step one. We We got a motor now. We got a motor. Step two. It's this, I got, I can split step. So step one was in three parts. Step two is in two parts. We need to compel the viewer to watch the video and watch the entire thing. Why? Watch time. YouTube is a business. If you had an amazing business partner that's helping you make money, then you're going to bend over backwards for that business partner, aren't you? Yes. If you have a lazy business partner, Someone who doesn't show up to work on time, doesn't bring any value to the company, doesn't bring in sales, doesn't generate revenue. You're not going to be very motivated to help that business partner, are you? Yeah, exactly. So what I'm asking you to do is be a good business partner to YouTube. YouTube makes money by people watching ads. 
Duh. Yeah. Right? I know. Obvious. So if we compel people to watch our videos longer, then ultimately they end up consuming more ads. Ultimately, YouTube generates more revenue. So that makes YouTube happy. You end up being a good business partner with YouTube and YouTube will gladly share your videos to that many more viewers that fit your viewer avatar, right? Makes sense. So yes. how do we get people to watch more videos? Easy. Splits into two parts. One, there is a component that you can't ignore your on-screen charisma, your on-screen presence. Listen, there's some really easy tricks out there that everyone should be doing. Do something to put yourself in a peak state before you hit the record button. Do some jumping jacks, do some push-ups, put on some music, dance around like an idiot, walk your dog, hug your cat, give your kids a kiss, give your spouse a kiss. Do something to put yourself, because the camera picks that shit up, okay? Right now, but if I was talking to you right now and I was monotoned and I wasn't really interested and I wasn't looking at the lens and I'm not connecting with it, no one's going to pay attention. So there is the is that component of how you are delivering your content. So that's half of it. The other half, well, it depends on the kind of content you're making and it does depend on the kind of viewer avatar you're trying to attract. There's a lot of variables here, but I can tell you from firsthand experience that putting a little bit of effort in post-production will help. Video editing. Put, insert some background music, insert some pattern interrupts like sound effects or lower third pop-ups. Do uh, Cut out any of the, uh, any aspect of the video that slows the pacing down. Cut out any of that filler language like, I, you know, so it just slows the whole video down, right? If you do those things, it really does a good job of making the video more consumable so that mm -hmm. you have a higher percentage of your viewers that actually stick around into the very end right? Yes. More watch time. Now, step three, we got to move on to step three right away here, just so I can make sure I add value. Step three, in my opinion, is easily the most overlooked. For the most part, most people understand the value of step one and step two. But step three is where everyone just, they either haven't done the work, or they've done the work and they just give up because they've done so much work up until step three, they're like, ah, this is good enough. No, it's not good enough. Step three is you need to be able to convert that first-time viewer into a repeat, returning, loyal viewer. Because yes. YouTube, the YouTube AI, it's just a machine. That's it. It's just a machine. So anytime someone talks about optimizing for the YouTube algorithm, total BS. Optimize for the audience. Because the machine is measuring everything the audience does and doesn't do. It's yes. just a machine. It's just measuring what people do. So don't tell me that the algorithm is turned on you. No, you just suck at making content. Sorry. Because the machine is just measure measuring what people are doing. So yes. when a view, so congratulations, you got the click. Congratulations, you con convinced someone to watch all the way into the very end of your video. Now what? We need to con convince that viewer to keep watching. So at the end of your YouTube video, give them a reason to keep watching. In the YouTube platform, there are these clickable elements that you can throw up on the screen in the last 20 seconds or less. It could be between 20 and, 10 and 5 seconds. I recommend you don't worry about the subscribe button. Don't worry about a playlist. Don't worry about it. Like, you can do all of that stuff, sure. But when you start giving marketing 101, when you give too many options to the yes. end you, it's more likely they'll do none. So give them one powerful CTA. Okay, so let's say it's a video on optimizing your YouTube channel. Growing a YouTuber. 
give some thought before you hit the record button to what other videos you have in your library, what other videos you have in your archive, and give it some serious thought. So um, let's say, Kim, let's say you uh, you know what you have on your channel. What, what uh, other episodes do you have that relate to growing a brand on YouTube, growing your, your marketing strategy on YouTube? What other, can you think of off the top of your head if you have any other videos that might explain to how to nurture that lead after someone's been captured. Do you have any any videos like? No, but we did have a pre discussion. So I took your advice you had given me on the first call. I don't have a YouTube one, but I already went back. I do have one on SEO. So SEO. at the end of this video, okay. you are going so, to be directed to a video on SEO to help you increase so, your skills on YouTube. So, and I'm so glad that you prepped this because, yeah, now in this, we're using a real world example now. We're talking about YouTube marketing. At the end of this video, you can look at the viewer and say, now that you know how to grow your business using a YouTube channel, you might want to learn more about SEO because YouTube is the second largest search engine on the planet. And you're going to want to watch this, right? And I'll see you over here, right? Because physical body language when you're pointing and a verbal call to action, giving a specific reason. There's, they're more likely to click now, right? Because they've watched your entire video. They've already seen value. They already like. Well, the worst thing you could do is say, bye. Worst thing. Worst sin you could possibly commit. Thanks. Thanks for watching. No, don't say that. You're still watching. So I know you enjoyed this content on YouTube marketing. You're going to love this SEO video next. And then compel them to click. Now YouTube is paying attention to how many viewers you've now convinced to watch not one video, but two, or maybe three, or maybe four. All of a sudden, YouTube goes, wow, this YouTube creator is doing a really good job. We need to serve their this their content to that many more viewers. Steps one, two, and three. I kind of lied. Here's a bonus step. Step four. Dom- That's your step four. Dominate your niche. Control the narrative in your industry and other people that you're competing against. And I don't care if you, oh, they're not my direct competition. Yes, they are. Yes, they are, because if they if they also have YouTube videos, then you're trying to get people to click on your thumbnails and not theirs. I don't care if they're not your direct competitor in business. In the world of attention, in the attention economy, they are your direct competition. You want to be making better content than them, and then you end up dominating. Every time you hit the record button, you're creating a clone of yourself, a clone of your brand. And I, all things being equal, if you compel, c- compare your operation against someone else's operation, same business, same clients, same revenue, same everything, w- one of you has a YouTube channel and the other one doesn't, I'm going to bet on the, the entrepreneur, the business with the YouTube channel because they have more clones out there working for them 24-7, 365. Whereas the other person, you can only do so many sales calls. There's only so many hours in a day. Start leveraging your resources in a smart, strategic way and you'll dominate your needs. That's what I got. Four steps on how to win on YouTube. (laughs) That's awesome. And I wish we had more time to continue. Andrew, if people have enjoyed this video today, how can they connect with you? Probably the easiest way to DM me is LinkedIn. I just find LinkedIn is, well, LinkedIn for obvious reasons. There's a lot more professionalism and maturity on LinkedIn than some of the other social media platforms. And then my company is YT Era. Uh, So you can find us at YTERA.com. Uh, we have an online course that you can get at yt4business.com. That is awesome. Now, audience, if you've listened to this and you've enjoyed this today, you are going to want to go check out episode 331. 
SEO made simple. If you are on YouTube, the video will be over here or over here. I haven't figured it out quite. If you're listening on the podcast, you use your finger, scan back to episode 331 and listen to SEO made simple. Thank you so much, everyone. We'll see you on the very next episode. Bye now. You've been listening to the Author to Authority podcast. The extraordinary word ninja, Kim Thompson Pinder, has helped over 200 entrepreneurs, professionals, speakers, and coaches write and publish their books that have become incredible marketing tools for their business. And many of those have gone on to become Amazon best-selling authors and have used their books to land high-level clients and get on big stages. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at www.author2authoritypodcast.com. See you next time.